This is the best of The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Catch them weekdays for the all-new Hyundai Kona. Welcome to the best of The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Uh, hey, what a great uh, Wednesday we had. It was awesome. Yeah, uh, you had your confessions, Fletchy. Um, what, it was about spending money at the well, supermarket yeah, or stealing cost stuff. Of, cost of living. So Coles and Woolies are saying there's been a 70% increase in people tea-leaving. And our man, Brooksy, our producer, confessed to me he was getting peanuts, sorry, getting cashews with the peanut price. Bastard. We all have a couple of skeletons in our closet, so it's time to come clean and confess with Joel and Fletch. Talk to me, Fletch. Mm, How's this I'm just listening to a bit of Usher. Okay, well, look, this is uh, this is open. This is open to anyone if you want to get something off your chest. Uh, and this has come across my desk earlier. Look, Australian supermarkets, uh, they're in a bit of strife at the moment because as the cost of living bites and resentment grows over their ever-increasing cost of groceries, Australian retailers, get this, losing $15 million in stock. Oh, my heart bleeds. Every day. <laughs> Oh, I hope they're okay. According to statistics released by the Australian Bureau of Statistics, there has been a 17% increase in retail theft, most involving groceries and meat. This year's annual report from Coles and Woolies, both cited cost of living pressures as a reason for increased theft levels. Woolworths are actually thinking about having uh, security, undercover security, a bit like Bunnings. So As Bunnings got undercover Bunnings have security. Got undercover security in the tool section. <laughs> so I like that. Yeah. It's like an air marshal, isn't it? Correct. So they can yep. they take their jacket off and they've got the They just come they wait till they walk outside because they can't get them until they're literally mm. walking and they come and grab them. Um, now Brooksy, this is pretty damning. You would like to confess something you've done recently? Yeah, when that got posted around I thought it was a good time to come out. So my local Supermarket has the pick and mix sort of section for the nuts. Yeah, I, I like a cashew. They're they're just, are they? So how how much is a how much is a kilo of cashews? Oh, I I try not to look at it. It's massive. It's in the forties. Wow, and what a peanuts! Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the teens. Okay, so we're two and two to Yeah, they're in between. They're in the low twenties. Brooksy, this is thieving. Yeah, I'd, I've done it once, but I thought I'd come clean. Put the cashews through as peanuts. Okay. You doing any of that gear? Uh, we're going back a while. Like, I'm not 42 and doing it like Brooksy. Uh, back in the day, I would, and I've said this, it's the old classic old avocado for a, you put an onion. You t- type in onion, but it was an avocado. Right. Some of avocados, there's been a few avocado heists that have yeah. happened, if you remember, where they pump up to 4 or $5. Yeah. An onion, I mean, what are you paying for an onion? 20 cents. Yeah. If well, you're lucky. The, the big go now is putting meat down your pants, <laughs> getting the lamb cutlets, and just down getting your the wagyu, strides. just down your pants and walk out. In your undies? No, 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 but that's a, it's an old go. But be careful if you're willing to do that, you're going to get caught. Because as I mentioned, undercover security. Putting meat in your pants, are you putting a bag around it? No, it, no it's not the whole, it's not the from the butcher, it's into the meat section. Oh, with the... Plastic and the yeah yeah, oh, yeah. so okay. there's pretty good right. meat's you, gone through. Have there. you been doing anything dodgy in the? Oh, when I was little, when I was younger, I did. I used to do. I told you when I stole a hundred dollars when I was working at uh, the chemist. Oh yeah, stole yeah. that. I was thinking, I saw it. It was a grey nurse. I looked at the envelope, put it up to the sun. I never forget. I was on the corner of Ocean Street and Bondi Road, 
And I looked up the sun and I went, I'd never seen a $100 note before. Took it and took all the boys, my friends were 12, went to the Easter show. We all got show bags. How? <laughs> all of us. How old are you, mate? <laughs> I was 12. Yeah, but how much was a show bag back then? Like a dollar? We went berserk. Berserk. Remember the uh, Birdie Beetle bags? They're only two bucks. Yeah. Was that back then? Yeah, that yeah. was still there. Jeez. I got that this year. I got the Birdie Beetle this year. Oh, I love the Birdie Beetle bag. And then now they get all that other stuff, like the Kiss, the 106.5, the Kyle and Jackie O one. <laughs> Is this how they have they put the prices up for those to like pay for this? like $100 and you get a water bottle and you get a picture yeah, of Jackie. Sweatband. Yeah, like one of those shirts. Those, you know, those, what was those ones where you touch it? Hypercolor. Oh, hyper it's hypercolor. So when you touch... Jackie on a certain place, a face of yeah, slap bands. You got the slap bands and yo-yo with Kyle and Jackie O on either side. Just on yo-yos. Yeah, look, they're all into you, Nathan yeah. Brooks. You're a tea leaf. Yeah, hey, I gave yourself up here. What is your local IGA that you've been stealing from? In my LGA? No, I'm not not disguising. Okay. Coles or Woolies? I'd rather not say Aldi. It doesn't matter. Oh yeah, you can't rip Aldi off. <laughs> they don't charge enough. But I was an original, an OG. Uh, check out Chick, Big W, first job. And when they started automating that. Oh, you thought, well, oh. stuff you. You're taking jobs off people. Zachary. What about the new hectic one that Amazon have got? It's uh, facial recognition. So you go in there. Yeah. What if you're. What, are they, what do you mean? Facial recognition so where? In an Amazon store. There's no credit card. So they are just, there Amazon stores? Yes. They've gone into it. They've gone into America. Um, who's, by the way, the Bureau of Statistics. Australian Bureau. Is anybody else doing statistics? No, mm. they're the definitive. They, they, so they've got the monopoly? monopoly. Oh, I think there's stats at, like, in the NRL. Fox Sports Lab does Tackles. it too. Yeah. And are they, who are those blokes that got pinched for uh, backing a certain player for the Dally M's? Oh, there was a coach. Oh, yeah. That was and there was two, yeah. <laughs> two no, blokes. I, I just follow the money. And I, I don't think you can bet on uh, coach of the year anymore. No, you can't. You're a needle mover, mate. You make changes. Well, I just, I, I just followed the money. Billy Ake had a cracking year that year. Oh, I don't want to do all this sort of stuff. Now, if you want to confess anything, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. Fletch will talk you through it. This is the run home with Jalen. Oh, hang on. What about this? So, oh, Mitch oh, is sorry. Oh, Mitch is oh. boys. I wasn't the thief. He obviously was, but, but I was an accessory to the crime. I watched the mate of mine make the beep sound with his mouth, oh. and I reckon got three hundred dollars <laughs> worth of stuff for about thirty. How good's this bloke at the sound effect? But hang on. Did, did the security like wait for the beep? Beep. Oh, he Boop. must be good. Mitch, we need to we need proof. He of needs this. to call up and get his mate to do the boop over the phone. Yeah. It's just a beep. Mitch. Beep. It's Shawnee Omarod. Are you there, Shawnee? Just shouted I didn't know you were uh, you were down there at the uh, the sporting guy. I would have been down there with bells on, Prof, yeah. you know. If there's cold beers flying, I'm usually there. Well where are you? Shawnee, you at work? Home office, Fletch, yeah, working uh, hard very hard. Okay. Uh, you're in the manor. Yes, how yeah. is it? Which wing are you in? I'm in the east wing at the moment. The west really struggles reception-wise, okay. uh, but I'm just hanging on here in the east. Hey, um, Sean, you've heard of a bloke called Brian Johnson, B-R-Y-A-N, similar spelling, to, exactly same spelling as mine. He, um, Is that ACDC? No, he wants to cling on to his youth, so he's putting, where his ma- putting his money where his mouth is. He's a billionaire, this bloke, multi-billionaire. Mm. He's, a, he's a biohacker, and he's putting his body through an immense process to wind back the years. The 46-year-old is keen to live for as long as possible, but he wants his body to remain young. One of the parts is his penis, and he's been wearing a device that measures how many erections he gets when he sleeps. 
Is um, he trying to reduce he, the he, amount? Or he honestly could not. You couldn't have got enough on penis being the body part there when you started the story. It was honestly a dollar one. How, how's he doing this? I'm intrigued. Man, he's going good. So basically, he's reversed his penis by 15 years. Wait a second. So. Do you want more erections or less when you sleep? Well, he's try- you want more because when you're younger, you've got more testosterone. But surely when you're he's expanding the skin on your penis, it's making it look old. He's a biohacker. Okay. Yeah, no, and he's a millionaire. Sorry, I'm I shouldn't not question him. Bio-hacker. And he started off doing podcasts about rugby. Mate, 500 million. <laughs> 500 million. Five, yeah, did you hear that, Shawnee? There's reckons- 500 million rugby union fans Bull- in the world. Bullshit. Mate, the Australian Bureau of Statistics said it. Who Bullshit. questions them? Uh, you're making 500 that. million? Yeah. 500 you're off million. your head, Prof. No, you're, you're kidding. Mate, you're off your head, mate. Come down into the globe and say it. <laughs> and, and then he's, like, he's bagging league. He's a mad league I'm hater. I'm not bagging league. I love league. You know what you are? Why can't we love both? You're... Yes. Now, Fletchy. I've got a text come through from UD, and he says, Hey, gents, have you seen the Adam Zampa whacking Michael Clark on Instagram? It's the Mickey. Can we get him on the show, Zampa on the show? I'm not fully across... This, but uh, has anyone got... Well, Brooksy's just sent it to me. Um, this is what he's popped on his story. Um, this is... If you want to follow Zamstagram, it's very good. He's, he's on limoncello.pappy. Um, he's, he's got 425,000 followers. He, uh, Almost as many. He's an interesting cat. He is. Let me read this to you. Uh, and it's obviously he's uh, quoting Michael Clark directly, probably on... Uh, what's that show he does? One of the ones. If Big we, Sky Breakfast. Big Sky Breakfast. Big Sports if, Breakfast. Big, oh, sports. Big Sports Sky Breakfast. Big Sky Sports Big Sports Sky Breakfast. Lunch. If we are getting shown up like that against South Africa, the spin in the subcontinent teams will be laughable. If we are not careful, the conversation we have been having about the Wallabies the last three weeks we'll be having about the Australian cricket team in two weeks' time. We should have turned up to India in our prime. What, did, did Clarky put that on? Clarky put that on his Instagram? Uh, I'm not sure whether somebody has typed that up for Zamps and sent that to him, but that's oh. obviously a direct quote of what Clarky said on the big and Sky Sports What lunch. was the re- reply from Zamps? As in, what did Zamps say? Well, the pro- reply from Zamps was he basically became the leading wicket-taker in the competition. So, South Africa, they played second, right? Yes. And they lost and they... But did, did, did Pup want Zampa out? I believe he was calling for his head after the first couple. Oh. Um, because he wasn't playing very... Well, nobody was playing very well. I think they no. were calling for everybody's head. And then he just brained it. Um, what did he end up with? 20, 23. 23. 23 wickets. Tied Morelli for most for a spinner in a World Cup. In the Cup. history. And made the ICC World eleven, which yeah, only, that's pretty impressive. Only two 11s. Uh, two 11s. Two Aussies made it. How did the head make it? Uh, it's right, mate. It's a disgrace. Uh, I'm with you. Well, he's our captain of our but team. But how did Pat Cummins not make it? Hope you're enjoying the best of the run home. Uh, it wasn't uh, wasn't just stealing from supermarkets. We're also talking about the future of Bradman Best and Jerome Luai. Yeah, we think Bradman Best is going to stay in the Knights. And it looks like Jerome's going to leave. I'm still not convinced he's going to the Tigers. Dragons, Vans, I reckon you're in with a massive shot. It's an NRL news update. Subscribe to SEN League on YouTube and the SEN podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, you are the officially the expert here, Fletch. So I'm going to yeah. roll a bit of news past you, and you can react. Um, Bradman Best is set to re-sign with the Knights. This is David Riccio reporting. Do you, yeah. Is he solid? Or solid. Is he, he gets it solid, right? Solid. He gets. He never gets it wrong. Uh, Bradman Best is set to reject the Tigers and sign a $2 million-plus extension with the Knights. Best said his preference to remain in the Steel City, keep to, uh, keen to finalise a deal before the start of 2020. 2024 season. Uh, it's understood the Knights have discussed a three-year upgrade 
worth an estimated 700k per season. West Tigers have cashed to splash, and Benji Marshall is prepared to pay best and make him one of the highest paid centres in the NRL with an offer of 800k. Brian, yep. who were the Tigers when you were playing? Centres. No, is it the equivalent? Who were the wooden spooners when you were at Roosters? Uh, Cowboys, early Cowboys. doors. So if they came nineties. to you, so Brian, we're going to give you an extra hundred grand a season. Well, I did. I went to sales. They <laughs> <laughs> did have that. Didn't, that didn't end well. No. I can't walk it down. I can't walk in the leagues club. No, they don't let you. No, I'm, I'm one to be a. How medic. are you and Rusty these days? Yeah, we're fine. We're fine. Me and Rusty's fine. Uh, this, yeah, it, it'd be very hard to pry, prize him away. But, look, West Tigers want to give him $800,000 for a centre. Joel and I were talking about this during the week. Connor Tracy is available. He's not going to cost you 800000 You might be able to get... I think he's a... I want him in, at the Tigers. Sugar's convinced me he doesn't want Olam. Like, he's convinced me now, yeah. What's he saying? Olam's done. Olam's pretty much done. That's what we're hearing. Because that uh, young Riley kid, he's been let go. Tristan Riley. Tristan Riley, he's been let go. So he finished up playing... Uh, NRL. He was in first grade last year but towards the back end of the year. So it looks like Justin Olam's going. Sugar has a saying. He doesn't want to fix a rapper. He wants someone with a, with potential who can stay there for I, they need to start. Minutes. They need to troll their nursery better. It's a huge... I don't know what I'm talking about, but it's a huge nursery. Well, they, they're out, out there, Yeah, right? it is. Campbelltown. I'm sure there's a 19, 20-year-old kid you can slide 200k a year. And well, that, that's why it's so important to have a good recruitment officer. Like they're worth their weight in gold. Why doesn't Shook do that? Well, I, I tossed did you that say up. That? I did. And a few texts, uh, p- people in the text said, get the Sugarelli in there to be a. Uh, but he's too busy. Recruitment he, officer. He's too busy doing box sets on the touch field and jamming kingfish <laughs> as we speak into his, into his face with a little the... bit of coriander sauce. He's good because he's, uh, he's a bit money ball, isn't he? Loves, like, yeah. yeah, like a, a bit beautiful mind. Like, you'd find all the statistics, all the angles. This 17-year-old kid playing for, I don't know. He doesn't want people or... coming there who's... And his biggest thing is, why did Melbourne Storm get rid of him? What What's... Is he on the nose down there? Yeah, it's bellyache. It's the guru. Yeah. I don't know. It's, well, a bit, it's... Uh, a bit of an odd ending to his career. I mean, go back to the start of last season, he was absolutely flying. Yeah. And then, well, how many... Was it six weeks out from the end of the season, he... He's in second grade, yeah. and they t- sort of injuries. They had to r- bring him back into first grade, but Connor Tracy, Sharks have come out and said, we're willing to let him go. He's your player. But then I guess that's the same thing. Why are the Sharks willing to let him go? Or does it, are the because, Sharks a different kettle of fish to the Storms? Well, no. no. I, I, but I, Connor Tracy proved that he is a first grader. He's playing left centre while they had all those injuries. Bring him to the Tigers. You probably get him for 300. You got you're going to give best 800. Where's your 500? Now you can start. They've got those young guys too, the Sharkies. Like there's players yeah. that they want to probably promote, and that's why they're dangling Connor. And it sounded like on Ricky O's chat this morning with Vossi and Brandy, or the missile was in for Brandy, but they were talking that the Sharkies just want, don't want a like for like like an NRL player. They probably want someone that's couple of years away from NRL because they've got these young guys. Gotcha. Iro and uh, Dykes coming is, off the is, ACL. Is Fitzy good at shaping a player? Yes. Well, Fitzy's got respect. Yeah. So, like, look what he's done down there at the Shire. If you're a young boy and you want to, not only Fitzy tactically and obviously defence, away from footy. Like, he looked after himself really well. So, he's, he's got all that sort of 
string to his bow. And there's so Daniel Atkinson and Sam Stone Street, who Chris Orr mentioned yesterday yeah. as someone who's on the rise. Yeah, they've got a good bunch of young kids coming yeah. through. Yeah, let me read the Bradman Best quote to you, and I want you to picture him saying it because he's sort of got that G.I. Joe head. You know? Yeah, he's got a thick neck. Yeah, thick, I love his neck. Just imagine the thick neck. And then he's, I love thick he's necks. He's handsome, don't get me wrong. But he's Apparently went to Bali and got that beautiful tattoo. And look what happened when he came back. Oh, no. Origin, no. boom. Yeah, I know. People are like, why is he going to Bali mid-season? So he can kill it in Origin. Bradman, best quotes. I want to stay here. The Tigers have shown some interest. They are keen, but I have to weigh everything up. If it all works out as we plan, I'll be staying at the Knights. We'll see what happens. But I'm really settled here. I love the club and I love the culture we have built. The boys here are also connected and we are a close bunch. So to walk away from that would be really hard. The lifestyle here in Newcastle is second to none. They always talk about the tight-knit group up there, don't they? Yeah. Well, because it's a one-team town. So you're going out to Merriweather Beach. Kalen's now single. Is he? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> watch out. Yeah. Goodness me. He's, is he uh, on a run-home exclusive, wasn't Yeah, it? that was a run-home exclusive. Is he on any of the apps? He would, he would have to be. It's all about the DMs when you're a young fella he, now. He should be on Raya. Proper celebrity like that. What's Raya? Raya is uh, Tinder for celebrities. And what happens is uh, you get nominated by another celebrity that, that says, well, Kalen should be on there for the following reasons. Handsome dude. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good at rugby league. Uh, and then the Raya group go in and go, yeah, but we'll put him on. And then he's in this group. And you go on to Raya and it's... So are you matched with other said celebrities? Yeah. Absolutely. So like uh, if Amy Shark was single, I yeah, don't know. She's her. on there. She'd be on there. She'd be on there. Uh, okay. Name someone else. Uh, what about? Uh, yep. What about Jo Beth Taylor? She'd be on there. If she was single, she'd, she'd be Wilbur on there. Wilbur Wilde. she'd want to be. Red Simons. He's on there. Is this a, an, um, a worldwide app? It is. And what it does. So I know it because uh, a mate of mine is on it, and he's on it because he was working with a famous DJ. I can't think of his name now. A British guy. And the British guy nominated him to go on Raya. And then they went back and they searched it. And he ended up, he doesn't know how he jagged it, but he jagged it. He hasn't had a single date, this bloke, because he's not really. Well, how many. Can I get on Raya now? And You could get on Raya. If you break up with your missus tonight. Oh, yeah. Jesus. (laughs) Hang on. We got sidetracked, mate. There's some uh, big news, obviously, um, around Jerome Luai. Yeah. And where he'll end up. Uh, David Riccio, your man, um, who said, always on, on the beat, knows what he's talking about. Um, sorry, excuse me. It's a bit spicy. It's been a struggle. Um, on Vossi and the Missile, uh, this morning he had this to say <laughs> on Luai. I'm a West Tigers fan. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be saying you're about to get a, you know a great present under the, a huge present under the Christmas tree in the, in the shape of Jerome Luai just yet. However, I think there's an increasing increasing chance. I really do. I think Benji Marshall, uh, in his his ability to uh, woo uh, and and basically sell the dream. To Jerome Luai um, at a recent house visit at Benji Marshall, where Jerome came over to Benji's place. Uh, I, I think it's starting to gain traction. And I, the likes of Appy Coruscant, let's not forget Appy Coruscant's relationship with the West Tigers and with Jerome Luai at Penrith. Charlie Stane, the former Panther, uh, has just re signed. I think we're going to, I think this will pick up and gain traction, guys, over the next 48, 72 hours. I really do. I think we're going to get an indication. The West Tigers board, uh, they have a board meeting um, this week, and it'll, it'll give us a really good indication on how much they're willing to go all in for Jerome Luai. And, and I, as I said, I think there's an increasing, an increasing confidence at the West Tigers. Yeah, I think that was David Riccio just outside a <laughs> festival he was at. Uh, <laughs> he, he loves the Tigers. Oh, My does he? Me. What? Him oh. and Bozzo locked in a room? 
Was he on triple speed there? No, it was, was no. one and a half. It was one point three. Far out. Yeah. That, David was very excited. That rattled me. It does, they're right um, so what was the... I didn't actually listen. I just couldn't believe the... What was he saying? Did you hear it? He was saying that he said, look, something about a Christmas tree. And yep. he said, don't count your chickens before they come home to roost. So he's saying it looks like the, the money is there. The money was there for Bradman Best. And he looks like he said, ta-da. Talk to me about Luai, though. Jerome Luai. Would you... And I don't... Are people listening to us right now? Yeah. Do you think he's worth the money, Jerome? Um, do I think he's worth... I think he's worth as much as anyone would pay. Tigers need a, a star. They need someone with experience. He's won three grand finals. He got Samoa to a, to a World Cup. He's played Origin. At the moment, he's the best half out there on the market. And the Tigers need a win. We seem to be talking about the Tigers. I'm not Tiger bashing. No, no, no. But, but everybody, wa- we all want to see them get off the bottom. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, Benji, obviously, is going to be a huge influence on Jerome. Jerome has come out publicly and said that, you know, he, um, he want, well, not publicly, but he said he wants to be a, a leader of this, of a team. He's not going to be a leader while Nathan Cleary's still playing. Uh, you know, Nathan is Penrith. Nathan, obviously... Is the main man there? So if Jerome wants to go, somewhere, he's going to have to go. But is the Tigers? Is that where he should be going? I don't know. And yes, this is the best of the run home uh, with Jalen Fletch, the B man. Mark Bosnich phoned in, and what a great chat we had, Fletch. Oh, well, you asking him for advice? Yeah, and he, well, I'm going to use it. 45 degrees, he said. Absolutely. Always go to the man with the pill. Now we've got a very special guest joining us on the line. He, he's uh, well. Let's let's go with this former Aston Villa former Manchester United, former Socceroos, former Central Coast Mariner goalkeeper, the great man, the B-man, Mark Bosnich. Are you there, Bozza? I am, but you're cutting out quite a lot. Good afternoon to you all. G'day, Bozza. Now, where, where are you, mate? Because we're in your neck of the woods. We're just down from Barangaroo. I understand you're... Uh... I, I know. I, 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 and as I'm talking, I'm echoing as well, but I'll keep going. I heard you several times saying, I'm sure that Bozza will come down. I would have come down. This is walking distance. However, uh, my little boy's training again at Daisyville. Oh, right. So you're out of the uh, the windswept Dace, uh, David Phillips field. That's it. That's a, it's not so not so windswept today. No, it's not. Hey, Boz, what's it like living in Barangaroo? Because it's it's pretty much a new suburb, you know, with, with all the uh, construction going on. Do, do you like it? I love it. I've been there yeah. for I think what 13, 14 years. It's a it's like a city within a city. Um, oh, hang on. Over so there not... uh, to your right where Brangaroo is, that just used to be basically all cement. That's all it was. And the, the big ships used to come and dock there. Yep. And passengers used to board and, and, and disembark from there as well. So to see it go up like it did has been absolutely amazing. It's fantastic. So, Boz, you're not in the new... You're not living in those new units built near the casino? No, I'm waiting for mine to get built. Yes, I know. <laughs> they couldn't... They, you go to the top floor. I'd imagine. Now, Boz, before we get into this, you know, you know how I've got a, a little bit of an obsession with celebrities, and you, yeah, being, I heard. You know, the most um, famous person I know who could get access to other celebrities. Have you ever met Robbie Williams? Robbie Williams, yes, several times. Oh, okay, because he's a mad soccer yeah. fan. Did you meet him? Yeah, he is, uh, he's he's orig- originally. I think he's from Stoke. Um, if he's listening or somebody listening knows and will correct me if I'm wrong. He'll be listening for um, sure. 
G'day, Robbie. So, he, he but he's a, he's a massive football fan, and I, you saw it recently when he, he he changed the lyrics to that song about Anne. So he's a huge yeah, football yeah. fan. I, I think during the nineties, during you know during his heyday with the group, and then when he went individual, I think he supported Liverpool. He knew a lot of the Liverpool boys, but uh, I'm not a hundred percent certain. Um, did you meet him? Uh, take that, take that era, or when he went solo? Yeah, that both eras. Both I covered both eras. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, because I'm watching that. I'm watching that documentary, and he just seems like a cracking bloke. Is that? He is. Would that be great a great guy. Yeah, good on you. Yeah, All great right. guy. Hey, Bozzo, we ran into you on uh, Sunday night. Um, do you remember? Yes, you did. Were, you came into the Harbour View, and you were trying to charge your. It was an electric car. And Correct. You you were there for about an hour and a half, and it had only gotten up to eight percent. I wonder, did you ever manage to finish charging it? Yeah, it, it, it got a, it, 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 so people understand it. Electrical cars are great, uh, seriously. Uh, some people will say they don't accelerate like petrol cars, but we're not doing Formula One on the road, so that's no problem. The electrical cars are great. We just need to support it with the infrastructure. That's all we need to do because it's, it's sometimes it's very difficult to, to find places where you can charge it. So as more and more people get them, um, you're just going to have to support with infrastructure and also have the ability for, like, you know, to, to charge it much quicker because sometimes, you know, you know, we saw you, that was the night of the World Cup final. It was, and We yeah. went up and had dinner. And like I said, it, 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 it went, it was, it was, it was a, it's really good price. It was. So it went for nearly two hours. It was only about $5. That's, that's absolutely fine. But it only charged for 4%. So if you're living in an apartment building like me and you haven't got a PowerPoint or, a, or access to a charger, it's, it can mm. become difficult. And not, not, not to mention thinking about people who have to take long journeys because, the, the quicker you go on the motorway, as I found out with it, obviously the more battery it uses. But it, as long as they get the infrastructure done, it's, there's nothing wrong with the cars whatsoever. They're absolutely fine. And if it helps everything, then so be it. But as long as it's accessible for, for everyone, and it, and obviously the cost comes into play as well um, in terms of how much these charges cost, because if they're too much, which I don't think that they are, but if they're too much, I'd rather go on to, on to things that are a little bit more important right now. Boz, I'm putting you forward to be on the Australian version of Top Gear. That was just outstanding. Right. Or Drive or Drive Magazine. Uh, Boz, Thank you very much. Let's, let's yes. talk about Australia's 1-0 thumping over Palestine. What did you make of it? <laughs> I didn't watch it. I didn't watch the game last night. Um, I, I watched bits and bobs of the game against Bangladesh, and I saw the highlights of last night. Um, it, look, these early qualifications are, are a very difficult sell. And I've actually put it forward to, to, to Football Australia to get via the AFC, the Asian Football Confederation, that they've got to look at perhaps a different way of qualifying because this qualifying round alone, um, there's something like six rounds. Because remember, this time now and in future, eight teams qualify from Asia. So they've got to make it, in my opinion, based on the seedings, a, a little bit more, how can you say, interesting for everyone. So, you know, there's 47 teams in Asia, so it's difficult, but it's not impossible because in Europe they've got 55 teams and they still manage to have it in a way that makes it, you know, a, a little bit more sellable, put it that way. Boz, uh, that wasn't the only World Cup qualifier going on in the last 24 hours. Uh, I happened, I was no. at the Harbour Diggers today and I stumbled across Argentina versus Brazil... Uh, yes. I didn't even know it was did going up, on. And did they, they end up playing it? <laughs> they did play it. There was about a half an hour delay at the start because I think the right police had to go out and bash oh. a few people. Yeah. Um, what did they did they invade the pitch? 
Uh, no, I think it was more in the crowd. There was, there was trouble, yeah, there was trouble. Yeah, there was trouble. but you know, when these two countries play each other, and the stars were there, mate. These, these were the proper size. The uh, Lionel was there. Um, oh, no, 100%. And, oh, no, we haven't, this, this is what I'm saying. Uh, we haven't interacted with Callum. We didn't do for the vast majority of my day. So all players you know, can converge on their international games um, from all around the world. Um, so, that, so it shouldn't be a problem. And that's what I, coming back to what I was saying with the AFC, rather than having these rounds, this one and then that one and, and so forth, just maybe have the, the, the top eight seeds ready ready to go and then the rest of the teams play off and they get into a group to perhaps make it more sellable to everyone. Bozza, this is the first time, and Brooksy showed me this stat, this is the first time that Brazil has ever lost in a World Cup qualifier at home, which is, is pretty amazing. 25 campaigns, um, and it was 13 draws and the rest were wins. Unbelievable that they've gone this long without losing. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, but, you know, they, they are five times world champions, so you can understand it. Um, but still, look, yep. they still should be okay. Yeah. Uh, after six games, they're, they're in sixth place. So they've got six places that qualify automatically from South America. And the seventh place, the seventh place team, which are Paraguay at the moment, will go through a playoff system. Right. Okay. Boss, before we get into the uh, Champions League, the Auckland based side, they've been awarded an A League franchise. Thoughts, yep. Mark Bosnich, XXMB? <laughs> Yes. Uh, no, excited, excited, excited for, for yeah. Auckland uh, because it's a great city uh, and really excited that, that they're, they're expanding. And uh, also excited for the National Second Division was announced as well uh, yes. the other day. Um, so, that, so that was great news as well. I mean, a, lo- a lot of people will be sceptical, understandably so, but it's a step in the right direction in terms of, you know, aligning the pyramid of football up and, and eventually, I hope sooner rather than later, Allowing promotion and relegation to make it, you know, into a you know proper football ecosystem—it's really, really important. Hey, Boz, we got a producer here, Nathan Brooks. I don't know if you've met him before. He wants to uh, ask you a question. Hey, Boz, hey, uh, long-time fan, second-time question yeah. to you. Um, with yeah. the New Zealand team coming in, uneven yeah. numbers, so that will be yeah. 13 franchises in the A League. Could the second tier provide the 14th? I know they. They are looking at 2032 as a year, I think, to bring in the promotion relegation. But if a club has a very good side, a, a couple of good seasons in the first few years of the second tier, could we promote them up to balance the the A-League well, and have I, that 14th I, squad? I, yeah, I, I don't see no reason why. I mean, it, it, there's, there's people that are more qualified to talk about it than me in terms of people on the APL board. Steve Conroy now, the, 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 Lex, the ex... Um, politician is the chairman of the board and he's a good man and, and he's a, a man that's always progressive and looks to make things happen so uh, he's he would be the best person to get on the show to ask about that the only problem being at the moment is the a-league plays in the summer and the national second division is going to kick off in the winter so that could be the only real little hiccup but i don't see any reason why because there, there are some teams in that national second division who actually applied for an a-league license so if you look at some of the teams that are in the A-League, uh, and say, if you look at, say, MacArthur or Western United, not to pick on them too, but it's just a fact, they're not getting, you could say, the, the crowds that you would say are comparable to what you get, say, this week at the Derby between Sydney and Western Sydney Wanderers. So I don't see any real difference in that. The, the most important thing is, and, and, you know, this is where there's a little bit of a crossover between sport and other industries, is to provide pathways and jobs for as many people as possible. And football is the most popular played sport 
in the whole country. And you saw the interest when the Women's World Cup was here. Mm. You've seen it before mm. when the big teams tour here. You've seen it before even locally, even when the Socceroos play all of it. So the people are there. They just need to provide those pathways and the environment. Now, I think that the A-League should go back to winter. I've said that continually. And that's purely from a footballer's point of view because at heart I'm still a footballer and I want the best conditions possible so the boys and the girls can show their best ability. It's impossible to do that when you're playing in the middle of summer. So uh, hopefully they will align and that, that would just become automatic. There should just be automatic, either one up, one up, one down, or for the first couple of years you could have a playoff, which would, be, which would be massive if you had a playoff between the team that won the second division and the team that finished last in the A-League. And then you can say, right, you've got three years, A-League clubs to get ready because then after three years, it's going to be one up, one down or two up, two down. It, it, I, it, it really is, like I said to you, it's, it's long overdue. And, you know, it's something that Australian football needs to do if it wants to keep progressing in the right direction. Absolutely. Bozza. Now, Boz, you talk about uh, it's the most played sport in Australia. Funnily enough, I've just started playing six aside and I'm in goals. Yeah. Um, I, I've got yeah, a bad angle. Man. So, But I've got a question mm. for you. On a, on a corner... Because it's six aside, so it's a smaller goal. Mm. Um, is this okay if I get some tips Absolutely. Oh, that's good. Am I, do I want to be to the post closest to the corner or at the back post or am I in the middle uh, of the goals? Yeah, 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 I would go right. I would go like a little bit in the middle. Uh, if it's a smaller goal, you might want to be a little bit closer to the near post. But the most important position for you is your body position. So you've got to be at a 45-degree angle to where the ball's coming from. So it allows you to get back as well. If you're straight on, if you're at not say you know if you're if you're basically say you know perpendicular, like sh- looking straight at the ball, it's going to be very difficult if you have to go backwards. And if you're completely the other way, if you're completely facing facing basically the other goal, that can make it difficult to go forward. So you just got to be at that 45 degree angle, and that should cover you both ways. Oh, okay. Well, if we're on this subject, and it's Ask Bozza. Mm. Bozza, I'm having real issue with my souffles not rising. Um, <laughs> I know I know you are quite the man about in the kitchen. What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? Why isn't my souffle rising? I don't rising? know about souffles, but, you, but I don't know about the souffles, Flash, but you did remind me before you said, oh, you know, he was spotted at the fish market. I was at the fish market. <laughs> I knew you would be. What'd you get? What'd you get? A little bit of uh, Hawkesbury squid? I was. What did, no, no, no. I've got some lots of... Mozzarella cheese and, some, and tomatoes and basil for my salad. And, yep. and I've got some prawns as well for the, for the pasta I'm going to cook for the kids. Oh, okay. Beautiful. <laughs> What's the pasta? Uh, what, what are we doing? Is it creamy-based prawn? Well, Is it tomato-based? Uh, well, no, the little boy, he likes it just plain, just with a bit of olive oil on and some cheese on. But uh, I'm going that. to do pesto for, for, the young, for the young girl and myself. And I'll put the prawns on the side because sometimes they don't like the prawns mixed in with their pasta. So I'll put the prawns just on the side and they can have them. Prawns that, that don't take long to cook whatsoever. That's right. But you can't stew them. You've got to do them individually. Uh, Cam's got a question here for you, Boz. Ask Bozza. Bozza, what do you think will happen yeah. to Man City and Chelsea with being charged by the FA? What, what's happened there? Well, that's going to be, well, it's going to be very interesting because those who don't know, Everton uh, had... What, what you would consider pretty much a minor charge, and, and they've been fined heavily and also had 10 points uh, deducted uh, by the Premier League, which was really, in my opinion, was ex- excessive. But if you if you talk about the charges, now we, we've got to be straight here in terms of what so what people know. Uh, in terms of the Chelsea charges, they're separate to, to they're from the Premier League. The Premier League charges on Manchester City are separate as well, but Manchester City have been exonerated already from those charges, not only by UEFA, which is the governing board of 
of European football, but also by the Court of Arbitration uh, in Switzerland, which is the appeal uh, court that you can take sporting things to. So they've been exonerated. So they're basically facing the same charges they're being exonerated for. So I think Manchester City will be fine. In terms of Chelsea, I'm not all over their charges, but it must it's going to be a concerning time a little bit because of the excessive punishment that Everton has suffered. Hopefully Everton have those points, at least the points put back on, um, because I really don't like, and we had this before with Melbourne Storm having their titles taken away from all those years ago in the rugby league. I really don't like um, sporting contests being decided in the courtroom. They should be decided at one place, and that's on the sporting part. Hope you enjoyed that. This is the run home with Joel and Fletch. Uh, Ryan Grant from Sydney FC joined us to talk all things the Derby this weekend. And you had your wacky team Wednesday, Fletch. We did have wacky team. It was good people. I want a team of good people. And it was an absolute landslide. Uh, Travis Head was obviously captain, but Stevie Irwin, take a bow. With Sydney FC taking on the Western City Wanderers and joining us right now is Sydney FC player Ryan Grant. Are you there, Ryan? Yeah, how are you, fellas? Oh, look at him. He's driving around. Have you got the bub in the back seat, Rhino? Uh, actually, don't. No, I uh, avoided a bit of pride in the back just for your sake. Uh, but, yeah, getting, getting home from work. How, how's it been, mate? Because um, for our listeners that don't know, uh, recent, a recent new dad. How's it, how's it all going at home? Uh, yeah, touch wood, it's been pretty good so far. I don't want to count my chickens, obviously, but... Um, yeah, I, I seem to have a bit of a magic touch, but I've been oh. really always a reminder me don't get ahead of yourself. It's all, it's all coming, but yeah, no, so far so good, loving it. Now, uh, Ryan, sorry, I hit a button here. <laughs> First day on the job. Hey, Ryan, uh, mate, um, Sydney FC, you missed the huge win over Adelaide United, but the boys must have been pretty happy with that. Yeah, obviously, massive win. Uh, we were under the pump there. Obviously, the start of the season, not doing great, but the boys went to Adelaide and got a very convincing win. A um, few people have pointed out that I wasn't there and that might have played a part, which might be right. But, yeah, now the boys are back on the high now uh, after a great win and hopefully Bill Nunn might sign into this weekend. Mate, what's, what's been... Uh, what do you need to work on? I, I notice you've, we've only won one game. We've lost three. What do we need to work on for us uh, FC fans? Um, well, we, for the fans, we'd love them to get out this weekend against the Wanderers. It's obviously our biggest rival, so from the fans' point of view, get out in numbers and create that atmosphere. But from us players, I think one thing we were lacking before the Adelaide game were goals, and then we went and scored five. So at the moment, everything's looking pretty rosy. We're sort of bounced back, and now it's just a matter of um, being consistent with it because uh, obviously it will mean nothing unless we get a win this weekend. Uh, Ryan, myself and Brooksy are coming out to the game on um, on Saturday night. Do you mind giving us a wave, or if we call out? To yeah, you, if we, no, is that if cool? Call or? Out, if you call out and say a few nice things, I'll give you a wave. I don't get it too often, so um, just give me a compliment or two about my receding hairline, and I'll turn to turn around and buy something back at you. Mate, we definitely will. The Wanderer is obviously sitting on top of the table. Um, what can you do to to knock them off this weekend? Uh, I think. It's- yeah, it's a good question. I think if we just um, have the same approach that we did against Adelaide a couple of weeks ago and, and go out and be on the front foot and be very lively, I know that's pretty generic and pretty cliche, but, um, yeah, we want to be a high-tempo team these days, and if we can start well and get on the front foot, I think we'll set ourselves up to uh, be in a good place to win it and obviously just take our chances. These games can be pretty tight at times uh, in the derby, so 
we can make sure we, we take our chances, I think obviously we'll go a long way to, to getting the win. Now, Ryan, your new manager. Now, it, you could get, you, it could be a bit of a slip-up if you tried to pronounce his name phonetically. How do we <laughs> say his, uh, his name correctly? Uh, it's Ufuk, but we all call him Ufi to, to sort of save the embarrassment. Ufie. Has anyone yeah. ever said the uh, magic word? Because it's spelt U-F-U-K. Has anyone uh, slipped up? I'm sure they have um, but... and probably said that they didn't mean to it on different occasions. But, um, yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a tongue twister, but, yeah, we just go, it just goes by Ulfi to us, which makes it a lot easier. Ulfi. Hey, Ryan, just talking about... Um, I wanted to ask you about sledging. Is there much sledging in the, uh, in the beautiful game or is it because it's so fast-paced you don't really get to get in someone's grill, so to speak? Uh, no, you get, yeah, you definitely, a lot of sledging. Um, probably not so much these days as it used to be when I first started, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I love a bit of verbal. Um, as my dad would say, ask how the mother's chooks are. Yes. Um, constantly throughout. Um, it's sort of part of my game. I'm not the best at it. I sort of <laughs> get a bit tongue-tied at times, but I love to be amongst it, and I cop my fair share too, so I'm always uh, whinging and complaining yeah. about something, so... Um, yeah, yeah Rhino, you've just got to... The, the best one is, the best one is, so you'll know two players playing uh, and you say, whoever you're playing, just say you're playing Simon, but you know Bob, that Bob's playing in the other team too. And you go, oh, Bob, you're right. You're right about Simon. He is an F-wit and I can understand why yeah. no one likes you. That's, that was always my go-to. You can just keep rehashing that. So yeah, who that are you one, doing I haven't it? used that one. I yeah, it's a beauty. It's an easy yeah, one. It's a bit like a stand-up comedian. You don't really need to change your audience. You just, oh, sorry, change your jokes. You've got to change your audience. But you're playing. So would you say, hey, Darren, you're right about Gordy when you're playing Brisbane? Uh, but when you're talking to Queenslanders, by the time you, like, the joke <laughs> drops, they stand back and go, oh, and they think they don't really, you know. You've got to Bad get someone with a little, right. little bit of humour. Gotcha. Understand it. Hey, uh, obviously, um, the departure of Steve Corica, um recently, 19 years at the club. Were you sad to see him go, mate? Yeah, very sad. Uh, obviously, yeah, Bimby, as we call him, has been there since, since day one of Sydney FC. So he's uh, a club legend. He's an integral part of the club for a very long time. Uh, had so much success as a player and, and as a coach. So, um, yeah, to see him leave was sad. But um, he, he told us that's football. I suppose that's life. Uh, this happens. So, um, yeah, sad. But I think we've got to worry about hey Fletch yeah I believe it's time for uh, quite a big announcement is that right on a Wednesday yeah let's just do it roll here. it in here tourist it is time for the Wacky Team Wednesday announcement. Yes, and it was uh, good people you want to have a beer with, and it's quite fitting. We're down here, getting a wave down there to uh, Chrissy Lee's lookalike there. Uh, John Denver lookalike over there too as well. Okay, the fullback will be John Singleton. The wingers, Penny Wong, and people said, why do you want Penny Wong yeah, Well, she volunteers Bunnings every Saturday at Mawson Lakes. She's whacking out the $2 sosos. Oh, so she's not an undercover security guard. No, 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 no. The centres, Cam Smith, the golfer, and Sandra Sully. Uh, the, the other winger will be Ash Barty. Are you happy with that? The half, Love David it. Boone, vice-captain, your captain, Stevie Irwin. Just kicks both feet. Front row, Bob Hawke. Hooker, Travis Head. The other front row are Mervyn Hughes. Oh, I love it. Now, this is where it gets a little bit funky. The back row, this is where we're going to... Paul Hogan, Leland Chin and Brian Brown. And the bench, 
Jumpin' Jai Tarima. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Mark shit. Bosnich. Yeah, the yeah, man. Tim Bailey. Oh. And I'm throwing Jackie Owen. Come at me. Jackie Owen. Come at me. Well, that was the best of Jarl and Fletch for your Wednesday. Uh, coming up, it's Shulgi's back in the seat and he's got that left arm orthodox spinner, Stephen O'Keefe, sitting beside him. Awesome. See you guys. Enjoy.